Hi, I'm Blake Repine and welcome to Strategy, Leadership and Impact. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Strategy, Leadership and Impact. I'm your host, Blake Repine. Again, if you want to send me a comment or a topic you'd like me to talk about, please feel free to email me at blakerepine at gmail.com, or you can connect with me on LinkedIn, Blake Repine, and just send me a message through there. Or if you listen on the Anchor platform, feel free to send me a voice message through there. So this morning, I'm actually sitting in a hotel room in Brisbane on my way back to Darwin. I've been out in Western Queensland for the last few days with my role as a non-executive director with the Central West Hospital and Health Service Board. And one of the topics that we spoke about quite a bit was the Royal Commission into Misconduct in the Banking, Superannuation, and Financial Services Industry. This Royal Commission is sometimes referred to as the Hain Commission because it was led by the Honorable uh, Kenneth Hain. And this commission, of course, looking into the financial services industry, uh, conducted seven hearings over a period of about two months, called around 130 witnesses, had over 10,000 submissions, and the final report had 76 recommendations. Some of these recommendations were actually uh, potential criminal charges, but a lot of them actually centered around cultural change and focus on culture for boards and executives. Uh, it found that there was a, a large culture of greed within the financial services industries and really got me thinking about a lot of things around culture and boards and, and executives and, and how we look at it. And so there's a couple pieces to this. The first one is, when do we start looking at leadership as a hard skill? And the difference between a hard skill and a soft skill is a hard skill is something that is considered to be teachable, something that can be quantified. Uh, an example of that would be someone's ability in math or reading and writing. Uh, you can test someone to see where they're kind of where their skills lie in those areas. And leadership has always been considered a soft skill. These are ones that people feel like you necessarily are inherent within your personality or they're uh, qualitative, not quantitative. However, leadership can be measured. There are different metrics that you can use to measure the culture of an organization. I guess something like the EQI, for example, that you can use to measure a someone's emotional intelligence. Uh, so there's different ways you could potentially quantify someone's leadership ability. And looking at that, when are we going to require leadership to be a hard skill? It is something that can be learned. It's something you develop over time through experience and situations, uh, but we don't necessarily look at it that way. And whenever we hire, particularly at the senior levels and for boards, hiring for behaviors. I think I made a, a statement in one of my earlier podcasts that um, a CEO told me they consider themselves to be the chief cultural officer. And that's true. A CEO is 100% responsible for the culture in their organization. But whenever we go through our hiring process, we look at, okay, well, what was the size of their, the P&L they managed first time or their financial responsibility level? Um, what was the size of the staff that they were responsible for? I'm not going to say led because some people don't lead that well, but the staff that they were responsible for, what was the size of that? Okay, they ticked the boxes there. And then we might do a couple psychometric testing, but we don't have any conversations outside that. We bring them in for an interview most of the time, and it's, you know, they sit on one side of the table. The organization sits on the other side. We ask questions, they answers. You know, they might ask a couple questions toward the end, and then that's it. What we need to start doing, though, is, one, if we're doing psychometric testing, let's sit down and have a conversation with that person around this, you know, because there may be some things that come up in that psychometric testing that might not be favorable, but are they aware of that? What's their self-awareness? Have they developed, you know, strategies? strategies to get around those things. Get them out into a, a social setting, you know, take them out for a coffee, take them out to a lunch. You know, typically they'll let their guard down a little bit and really have regular conversations with them. See how well they interact with the people around the table. If you can, get them to come in for a day and go around different places within the organization or different things that might fall within their por 
portfolio. Get them to interact with you know staff across the organization. And even though that might not be their I guess decision to to hire someone, they, they can get a feel for that person, how well they think they're they're a fit. Like I said, take the time to get to know someone, learn their behaviors during that hiring process because those are so important, particularly at the senior levels. Again, more responsibility falling on boards to monitor culture within an organization. And there are different metrics that you can use, various metrics. Like I said, that's a topic for another podcast that you can use to measure culture within an organization to determine what's the feel within the organization. You know, what are the, what's the sentiment of the staff? Again, the topic that we talked about at this last board meeting is how are we measuring that and what can we do? And, you know, we're putting a few things in place to start to, to really measure culture. And then we can go back to the chief executive and, and they can actually make plans or, or, you know, make a strategy around how they're addressing certain things within culture to improve it, to make it better. I was recently at a roundtable discussion with the Australian Institute of Company Directors where we discussed the commission. And one of the participants in the discussion said, it's like whenever you're a kid and you go into the, the convenience store and you steal a piece of candy and your mom would get onto you about it and you'd get in big trouble. And in that example, you think about it, well, that CEO has that responsibility to ensure that whenever people step out of line, that the appropriate action is being taken to make sure that that doesn't happen again. And that also sends a message to the rest of the organization that that's not acceptable. But whenever they turned a blind eye to it and they know what's going on, they're condoning it. A lot of people feel like the regulators within the financial service industry have been pretty lax in their enforcement. The regulators shouldn't have to be involved all the time. They shouldn't have to be involved in every single transaction that goes on within the organization. If the culture was right or the culture was good within the organization, and whenever someone steps out of line, the organization was actually addressing it at that point, the regulators wouldn't have to do anything. Now, granted, they, they have been lax, and, and I don't think they will be moving forward as much. Again, it all starts internally within the organization. It all starts with that chief executive, senior execs, and the board actually backing them up on these things and measuring this and, and having a clear picture of the culture within the organization. Again, from a board perspective, uh, across Australia, and I think this is pretty synonymous with other boards across the globe, the majority of board members typically have a financial background, which is good. We have a large fiduciary responsibility as a board, so you need to be have people that are across those things. But when do boards actually start looking at having a member who is a, an expert in culture, an expert in organizational development, uh, an industrial organizational psychologist, or just really understands human resources or human capital and culture and what a strong culture looks like, what a bad culture looks like, and how to build a strong culture so they can actually advise back to the organization or actually advise the board around the different metrics that they can use to measure culture, the different metrics they can use to measure leadership and leadership capability. What type of reporting should that board be looking at or be receiving so that they're across culture within the organization that they're there to lead from a strategic level? And again, advising potentially the, the chief executive as well on culture and those metrics. Anyway, that's our time for this week. And before I leave you, I'll just let you know again, if there's a topic you want me to discuss or a comment you'd like to make, email me, blakereepine at gmail.com or connect with me on LinkedIn, Blake Repine. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Thanks.